BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to The Bad Broadcast. I'm your host, Maddie Murphy. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to a new episode of The Bad Broadcast. My mom's here. Hi, Maddie. This is the best part about recording with you, though, is because we just recorded like a few minutes and yeah. I can just be like, no, let's just start over. Cause I was like, I like sometimes I'll be interviewing somebody and I'll be like, I wish I knew this person good enough to be like, I want to start over. Start over. I want to do it again. Cause I think we, I can do it better. But um, anyway, so yeah, it's been a while since you've been here. Yeah, it has. It's I think I was one of your first, one of my first. And it was probably like June of 20 or I guess started this in June of 2020. It was probably summer of 2020 yeah. that you came on. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think so. And nothing's changed since. <laughs> we have, yeah, have had such a boring life yeah, nothing, between them and now. No big life events have happened since then. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But you guys asked me and my mom a bunch of questions on my Instagram. People loved your episode then. And obviously a lot has changed and people had questions about my life changes. They had questions about you and our relationship, things like that. So I just thought we would dive in to okay. the people's questions. So the yeah. first question that somebody, well that I had on there was about me as a child. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Maddie, uh, it will not surprise anybody, but, <laughs> but you were such a fun child. You were, I tell people this all the time. This is already my favorite episode that, ever. <laughs> that if I, I don't know if we talked about me as a kid in the last episode. I don't think we did. Yeah. And it's a good story. Yeah. Because... Which, which story? Oh, did somebody say? <laughs> no, not, somebody... I'm not going to tell a whole story. Well, well what I'm going to say is it's uh, Maddie. I tell people this all the time. You could have completely run my house when you were four. And I that kid- surprises me because now I have my own house and I'm struggling. <laughs> <laughs> no, you, you truly like I would call home if one of the boys answered if I was out running errands. Yeah. What's going on? I don't know. Where is everybody? I don't know. If Maddie answered, I'd say, what's going on? Well, Chad's here. Sean's here. Tyson's here. Every, you, yeah. you knew exactly <laughs> what everyone was doing, when they were going to be home. I, I had no questions. If you were home, Is everything was going to run smooth. Is that what that word means? You were just very aware yeah. of everything that was going on. Yeah. And uh, you also, I think you really liked kind of helping. Yeah. You liked being the helper there and the responsible one. Mm-hmm. 
you know, not that the boys weren't responsible, but, but, but <laughs> <laughs> they weren't, they weren't not, they were irresponsible, irresponsible <laughs> but they, they didn't pay attention to details. Yeah. Maybe like you did. Yeah. And, uh, but you, I used to think you were going to be on the Disney show or something because yeah. you, you lit up a room when Aww, you walked in. You mom. really did. You were so fun and had so much personality and, and just from the time you were little. Well, what I think, like whenever I tell people about my family, so everybody knows this probably by now if you've listened to the podcast. I'm the youngest of eight. I have all older brothers. And like I'll talk to people and I'll tell them that. I'll be like, yeah, I'm the youngest of eight. And I have seven older brothers that are like, yeah, that explains a lot about why you are the way you are. <laughs> Not in a bad way. I mean, maybe they mean it in a bad way. But I feel like I was always, I had to be loud to get, yeah. attention yeah not and not in a not in a sad way just in a way no. that everybody was loud there was a lot going on I probably like through I, I probably whined more or cried more probably I don't know well you know what I think definitely you know you have to speak up when you're number eight yeah you know male female whatever it might be but even like as girls have married into our family yeah and they've the 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 noise level yeah. uh, at dinner yeah. or something <laughs> you know it's they're not used to it yeah. we have one i have one daughter-in-law that we both just love and yeah. she was like you know it's so weird cuz in my family like one person talks and then the other person talks and yeah. and then one person waits <laughs> and but we don't do that we all just talk yeah at and once. i think that i i actually like as other people have come into our family and like observed it. I've, I've noticed that we say things sometimes. Okay. Sometimes I think we say things that sound sharp or like kind of me, like kind of rude. Like when we interrupt each other. Yeah. Like we always say, have you noticed this? We always say just sec. Yeah. In the middle of somebody like just sec, yeah. just sec, just sec. Yeah. Like in the middle of somebody's sentence and everybody does it to each other. It never feels rude, but I bet somebody listening in would be like, Okay, are you guys gonna, going to like on? let each other finish or no? <laughs> no, I've like, learned a no. lot about our family from the observation of our new family members as yeah, they come totally. in. Totally. You know, and and I agree with you. It's it's not sharp. It's just I was I said this to dad the other day actually. We all have opinions. We uh -huh. want to say them. We want to share them. Yeah. We want to There's not really a quiet a quiet type. N no. Yeah. No, I I don't think so. No. <laughs> I've actually like thought like I'll tell people I'll be like, yeah, like I'm, I, I mean, I wouldn't say I'm the quietest, no, but, but you might like, be one of the quietest. I might be, which like, <laughs> that's a good summary of what it's like to hang out with my family is that I, who literally started a career just to hear myself talk <laughs> is one of the quietest people but in our family. I, I will say as a positive note, we're a lot of fun. We're a lot of fun. It's, we have a lot of laughs. You know, it's a lot of fun. My, I'd, I'd run into people who had kids, you guys' ages growing yeah. up and they'd say, your kids are so funny. And I think to myself, what? Like, I don't see like, anything really? I'm funny. I'm just bugged by them literally all <laughs> the time. I don't ever hear them say anything funny. But now that you guys are all adults, when yeah. we're all together, I'm like, man, my kids are so we, funny. We're definitely closer as adults than we were as, like, I'm closer to my brothers now than I was when we were all living at home. Oh, yeah. Like, I, For sure. and I don't really know why. Uh, well, like, I, I think you're all peers now. You yeah. Know? The but ages like, don't matter. Totally. Like, I think my brother right above me, McKay, like, we went to high school together. We had similar friends. Like, we were, like, I saw him all the time we weren't super close yeah now I feel like I would call him and talk to him and just like hang out at their house things like yeah. that things I would have never done for in sure high school. for yeah, sure I don't really know why that happened but anyway okay so speaking of high school and when I was in high school yeah somebody said D 
did you guys have a phase where you fought a lot? And I would say <laughs> never. <laughs> uh, not at all. Just, Us? Are you serious? I would say no, only between the ages of like 13 and 18. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, this, maybe a little younger. This, maybe a little younger. Well, this plays into uh, one question that we had yeah. is some of our best memories. Yes. And some of our best memories are peppered with some little arguments here and there. That we still, like we used to go to California or LA and when Maddie was in high school maybe yeah, yeah, and yeah. do clo- uh, school shopping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in between there, we'd have a little tiff. A little, spat, a little we'd, <laughs> we'd fist fight a little. No, well, I'm just kidding. <laughs> one thing is we were, I remember Maddie and I would, it would go around and around on this circle where she'd say something and I'd say, Maddie, that hurts my feelings. And then, yeah. and then she'd go, but what you just said, what you, you just hurt my feelings. Yeah. No, I know. This is, this is actually now like. I don't know a girl who hasn't had that conversation with her mom. Yeah. Because I feel like sometimes, I mean, and I'll, I'll talk from my point of view and then you, cause what I'm, my, I'm hoping that this is a, a listen where both moms and daughters feel like their, their case was made. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> cause I feel, but I feel like sometimes I, uh, from my perspective I've, and from the girls that I've talked to, sometimes you express something that your mom did and it feels like your mom is then mad at you. I shouldn't say mad at you, but it feels like you're attacking their parenting. Yeah. So the yep. mom feels like, well, now I'm just a bad mom and that makes me feel bad. For sure. Do you know what I mean? For sure. And it's like, but then the the daughter feels like, but what you said had hurt my feelings. Yeah. So how do you say like, well, that hurt my feelings. I'm not attacking your parenting. Yeah. But then it's devalidating. But then the mom feels like the daughter was rude. Yeah. Because she said that and it felt personal. No, it, Do you know what I it's, mean? Yes, exactly. And this this actually plays into a lot of, I think, mother-daughter challenges throughout the years. Yeah. And, and, and as you both go through changes, that, that it, this is one of the main problems, I think, is I totally understand because I am a parent. Yeah. That that and a you, daughter. And a daughter. Yeah. I've only got one side here. <laughs> yeah. But if you if you criticize me if my child says something negative about me that I perceive that way I don't think of it about me I think of it about my parenting Mm. and so which as a mom I feel like so many moms especially uh stay-at-home moms and we should talk more about this too because I feel like it's hard to not feel like that's your whole identity and then when somebody says hey this hurt my feelings and you're like so I parent wrong. That's all I'm supposed to be doing. And Absolutely. now you've destroyed Absolutely. who I believe I am. Does, we, that, does that make sense? Yes, yeah. it's, it's exactly true. And I think we could do a whole episode, honestly, on this, Yeah. on the identity of being a mother that, and that not, I don't want to say dangers, but, but the, the negatives of yeah. making that your entire identity. Totally. And especially if you're not aware that that's what you're doing. Yeah. Because then I get to my age and my kids are all grown up. So I'm still trying to kind of grasp, identify and grasp my identity as a human being, right. not just as a mother. Well, that's, I mean, it's a good point because I mean, and somebody had asked this, I don't think I put it on our list because somebody said, what did she do for work growing up? But you, you were always home. You always stayed home. Yeah. You didn't work throughout my childhood. Yeah. You, you stayed home. And so like, how do you not, I mean, I'm sure when you're in the thick of it, when you have eight little kids at home, you don't really think like, well, what are my hobbies and what do I like to do? And what do I, what do I do for some me time? Like, yeah. and I feel like now, like, it's more talked about that moms need to have time. You know, Meg always says this. Meg's always like going to the grocery store by yourself is not you time. Yeah. Okay. Like you have to figure out how to do it, but it's like, 
how do you do that when you have a thousand children and a husband who's gone a lot? Yeah. And, you know. Well, and, and the, the problem too, which is just unavoidable, is you, you start to get your value yeah. only from your children. Mm-hmm. So if one of your children are, is mad at you, you feel like your identity is being attacked because mm. that's the only place you get your value. Yeah. I think too, somebody asked what phase of parenting was my favorite. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think the little kid phase, I, I always loved because I always felt love. Yeah. I felt loved. Yeah. And then they get to be older and you don't feel loved all the time from them. I mean, sometimes I'd wake up and think, okay, now is this a day you like me yeah. or a day you don't like yeah. me? Yeah. With me. With you. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it wasn't, me, but I took that as my parenting totally. was wrong. And, and like being a teenager, you don't even know how to tell. And I, I think that I've told you this now, like as I've gotten older, but like when you're a teenager, you don't know how to tell your parent, you don't have any clue how to vocalize your feelings. Cause it's like, you're so mad at something at school or somebody texted you something, or yep. you're mad about this, or you're insecure, or you didn't get asked to, you know, to this dance or whatever. And you like literally don't know how to tell the your mom. Yeah. And you're like, I, and I saw this TikTok and it's, it's, it's really depressing. And it's like made me fearful for motherhood. <laughs> Just kidding, I shouldn't say fearful, but basically it says like, if your mom is your safe space, chances are you're a little bit mean to her sometimes. Yeah. Because it's like, I, I don't know, just this safety net of like, well, I can let it all out at her. Yeah. And she'll love me anyway. It's super toxic. It's, sh- but it, I mean, no, but, but you it- just have this unconditional love. And so you're, so you don't verbalize how you feel. You just let all the anger come out. Oh yeah, for sure. And I think we've had talks about this since then. And and I remember one experience specifically in the gap, Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) our gap experience, Yeah, you know, and, and everything I would hold up and say, I don't, how old are you? 14, 15. Hey, how about this, Maddie? You'd be like, I hate that. No, what are you talking? You'd roll your eyes. That is the ugliest thing. Anyway, and I said, how about if I go out and wait in the outside? Yeah. You, you text me when you're ready. I'll come pay. Yeah. But since then, since we've been able to that's talk looking, about that's it. That's what I'm looking for in a husband. And- <laughs> I'll wait outside. Let me know when you need me to pay. I'll come pay. <laughs> but now that we've been able to talk about it yeah. and, and you've been able to say, oh, mom, no, that wasn't you. Yeah. I had just got a text from a friend that hurt my feelings yeah. or something. And I didn't know how to talk about it back then either. So yeah. we're both kind of feeling our way through this experience as a mother and a daughter yeah that well and what's what's if this is any consolation literally nothing is worse than making your mom feel bad like there's no worse feeling in the entire world like I would just be sick like when we would fight yeah and then I would be sick over it and then you're like you don't know how to like come back with like your tail between your legs and be like I (laughs) don't want to fight but I was rude and I know I was so unnecessarily rude and I don't know how to say I'm embarrassed and I'm also confused and I don't know how to and I don't want to talk about it but I'm embarrassed about how I act like that's how I felt so much of my teenage years is that I was just like I'm embarrassed and I want to I want to like men in black erase your memory so that I don't none of neither of us remember because I don't know how yeah. to explain it and I don't want yeah. to talk about it yeah and it's it's really interesting to me that now at this age those are the things those conversations have brought us so much closer yeah 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 because I I think too one thing about our relationship which I think is it is typical of a lot of mothers and daughters whether or not they've tuned into that or not is yeah. that we we can't hide from each other me and you yeah and we can't fool each other. And we, I know it's, you know, it's so it's like the best thing. And also like the worst, I wouldn't No, I actually want to even say it's the worst. Cause hindsight, I'm like, oh, I'm so glad 
that that you saw through it or that you saw you know life choices things like that or things but you do kind of have to just even if you see I'm thinking about like the last you know couple years of my life it's like even if you see what I'm doing you have to still let me do it and figure it out and then come to you after and be like oh you were probably right about yeah that. you know what I mean yeah it is and I tell people this a lot I think it's the hardest lesson for me about parenting is that there is nothing that can substitute for letting your children make their own decisions yeah uh, there's there's nothing you can do or say that will create the it's same like a, amount it's like of a very special kind of torture probably it, it is yeah. it really is because especially when you think you know better yeah your life experience (laughs) has taught you something different yeah to be able to stand back and say this is your life experience yeah and and it's something that it's painful it's been a process for me yeah I'm still learning and trying to become better at it at letting you know part of it is when when you look at your children most moms out there will agree with this when your kids are adults and you look at them you see a 10 year old little child yeah no matter how old they are yeah and so, you know, when they're young, you are the creator of their world. Yeah. You decide what their world is going to be. And then they start getting older and you have to let go and you have to let them make decisions. And now as adults, you know, their world is not up to you. Yeah. But it's, it's hard sometimes yeah. to let go and to know when to let go. This episode of The Bad Broadcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Getting to know yourself can be a lifelong process, especially because we're always growing and changing. We're always having new life experiences. We're figuring ourselves out. We're meeting new people. We're always putting together pieces of the puzzle. Therapy is all about deepening your self-awareness and your understanding because sometimes when we don't know what we want or why we react the way we do, it can be easier to talk through things. BetterHelp connects you with licensed therapists who can take you on that journey of self-discovery from wherever you are. Whether you've done therapy before and you're just wanting to switch things up or you've never tried it, BetterHelp can be a great place to start. And it's a wonderful tool. I don't know where I would be without therapy. My life has been up and down, but therapy has remained consistent. And for that, I am eternally grateful. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and it's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Therapy can be confusing. Sometimes you don't know where to begin. Sometimes you stress about things like, is it going to be a really far drive? Is the therapist I want to get into going to have a huge waiting list? Am I going to have to sit in an awkward waiting room with a bunch of people and maybe risk running into somebody from high school? I don't know. But BetterHelp takes care of all of that. You just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional cost. So discover your potential with BetterHelp. That's betterhelp.com slash bad to get 10% off of your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash bad. This episode of The Bad Broadcast is sponsored by Nutrafol. Did you know that hair thinning will happen to approximately... 50% of us, approximately one in two women will experience hair thinning. And if you're among them, know that you're not alone. Nutrafol is here to help deliver results. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement for women that is clinically shown to improve your hair growth, visible thickness, and visible scalp coverage. My mom and I actually both 
take this and I've had to get my extensions moved up more often than usual because it's helping my hair growth. From postpartum to menopause and no matter what the root causes, Nutrafol has four unique formulas to support women. Each is physician formulated using natural drug-free medical grade ingredients so you get the most reliable results. You can also go to Nutrafol.com and take their hair health wellness quiz. Then you can kind of know what's going on and which formula will work for you because identifying the causes of your thinning hair can get you a more personalized plan. Nutrafol supports healthy hair growth from within by targeting root causes of thinning, which could be stress, hormones, environment, nutrition, lifestyle, and metabolism through whole body health. In a clinical study, 86% of women reported improved hair growth after six months. So take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering my listeners $10 off of your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the code BAD. Find out why over 3,500 healthcare professionals recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com promo code BAD. Once again, that is Nutrafol.com promo code BAD. Yeah. And I think that this, I mean, this is probably the most asked question. And I think that this is a good lead up into it is kind of my life changes, specifically faith stuff, church stuff, shifting out of that and shifting into a new place in our relationship where we don't, where, or where I shouldn't even say we don't agree because that's the thing is that I don't like people will say, people ask all the time. They were like, well, how do you, how does your mom feel about you living differently than how she raised you? And I always want to be like, I don't think I live differently than how my mom, my mom raised me to be kind and, you know, respectful and nice and try my best and be good and help other people. And I'm not living differently than you raised me to be, you know what I mean? Exactly. That's, and I think that everybody who asks it's because they're struggling with their relationship with their mom and their transitions with the church, or maybe they just believe different things or they're in a different spot with it. And they're like, how do I get my, like, our relationship is so strained. Yeah. I can't even call her. I don't know how to talk to her. She doesn't yeah. want me over there. I'm mad at her. She's mad at me. We've lost this connection. I don't even know. I don't even, I don't know. What do I you know, think? Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, that's all really, really good uh, to talk about. And and there again, we could do a whole episode on that because honestly, I think that to separate yourself from your child as far as letting them make their own decisions. And it's way different than the idea of that, that, that child isn't living the way you raised them to be. Yeah. I absolutely agree that dad and I raised you and the boys to be, we wanted you to be good people. Yeah. And I'll cry now, but (laughs) I could not be more proud of all of you (laughs) in that way, because truly you are such good people. And, you know, I think if we go to the typical kind of way mindset on this topic uh, between mothers and daughters, I will say, you know, when, when Maddie first talked to me about some of the changes she was experiencing and the new ways that she was thinking of things, when you, when you, when you first talked to me about mm-hmm. it, you know, I had to really do some, I mean, it's, it's hurtful for a minute for a mom, every mom who really cares about her relationship with her child has to be able to go to this place to say, why am I hurt? Mm -hmm. Why am I feeling hurt? I have become a much better parent when I've been able to say, it's not about me. 
And Mm. even as teenagers, you know, if somebody was looking at the way I was parenting or what my kids were doing and and thinking I was a bad parent, I I had to slip over into this space of saying, this is not about me. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to make decisions on this based on my feelings, because that's just that's not right. And it's not fair. And so I don't know if I'm making sense on this. No, but- no, that makes that makes perfect sense. And I feel like that's kind of what what at least the people that I interact with who who do have a hard time with their parents, yeah. with their church stuff or whatever it is, life decisions, a whole myriad of different things. It's like all of them wish that they could say to their parents like this has it's not about it's you. It's not about you. Yeah. But it feels mean. It feels yeah. mean to tell yeah. your parent that because like, of course, your life is, uh, of, of course, to your parent, it's about that. That's their, they're operating from that standpoint. You yeah. know what I mean? No, exactly. But this is the the problem and the challenge. And, and I've been trying to really find a way to work with women on this particular type of a thing to be able to, to say, you know, you are not your parenting. You are separate from that. Your child is separate from that. When your child decides to, you know, explore a, a different path than maybe the path you took, it is not personal. Yeah. I know it sounds crazy to say that, but it really is not personal. Well, do you feel like do you feel like the parents' main job almost is just to lay the the foundation and then let them because that's how I feel when I look at you and dad and like, you know, how I was raised I feel like my foundation has been the same yeah. start to finish. Like yeah. I feel like every day that same foundation, the same things that I learned yeah. when I was six, seven, eight, nine, like all of those things, I don't feel like, I don't feel different from those. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, absolutely. I, I think that th- that's a really good way to say it is the foundational way that we raised you kids. I've gone back to that now. And I've, th- because I've, here's the thing. Sometimes I think we tell ourselves stories when it's the Brene Brown thing about telling ourselves stories. But Mm -hmm. if our kids are exploring a different direction in any way in their lives, in where they're going to live, what the, you know, what they're, they're, what they want to do about religion, what they want to do about politics, what the different choices that they're making as adults, it's a, it's a really good way to say it is laying the foundation because sometimes we think, I I taught them, I gave them everything. And it's a story we tell ourselves, like the Brene Brown thing, that now they should do exactly what I've always told them that they should do. Because they they owe it to you. They owe it to me. Which to me, the the you owe it to me thing is that's it's conditional. You know, absolutely it's it's conditional and it's a transaction. Yeah. You know, it's well, I did this for you, so you do this for me. And exactly. But those are conditions on love. But why would that even be for me? Like, yeah, you know what I mean? Because you don't owe me anything. Well, and wouldn't you rather when I mean, and I'm asking this genuinely because I feel like I don't know. It seems like wouldn't you rather, you know, me do what feels best for me? Be, you know, be open with you, us build that relationship or me do something out of guilt. Yes. Oh, for you. absolutely. And you know what? Let me just but say you know, this. Mom, I think some parents prefer that their kids do it out of guilt. You know, I, I think so too, but, yeah. but I don't think they've thought that through. Yeah. Because here's the thing is I want to say this truly to every parent and child out there who's experiencing any kind of angst between you. All that matters is the relationship. Yeah. One of my kids, when they were starting to kind of think in different ways than maybe the specific 
ways and in this, you know, than how I raised them or how we raised them. I realized that the most important thing that I wanted my kids to know is that they, I love them. I love you kids. You do not have to earn that love. Mm -hmm. You don't have to fill out a checklist Mm -hmm. for me to love you. I'm still going to love you. Mm -hmm. And if, if a parent is letting that come between them and their child and their child is questioning and if if they're loved or not, the parent needs to reexamine what they're, what they're doing because, and I'm not saying that, like I have it all figured out. I don't, I'm just sharing my experience of having our kids maybe to, to have their lives look the way they want their lives to li- look. I, mm-hmm. I don't want my kids to live my life. Yeah. So what, what do you do when your kid makes a decision that you don't approve of and then it backfires and then they have to come to you and say, I messed up and I did it. I did, didn't do it your way. And now I'm dealing with the consequences of that. And can and, you help me? And can you help me? Cause do you then, just want to be like, yeah, I told you you stupid idiot. Well, I, I, <laughs> you do I say might've had a time in, <laughs> I might've had a time in my life that that would have been my inclination to yeah. want to do that. But I honestly, I, I'm like, I want to keep saying I am not obviously perfect at this. And I'm, this is a process for me too, but, but I am to a point in my life that all I care about is my kids being happy. Yeah. Uh, as far as my kids go, my expectations of my kids have gone to three things. Mm-hmm. Number one, be kind mm-hmm. to other people. Number two, leave the world better than you found it. Mm-hmm. And number three, live a happy life. You do always say that every time we're like, what do you want for Christmas? What do you want for Mother's Day? Just want you to live a happy, live life. A happy life. But here's the, here, okay, so let's, let's go on to this. Or sorry, did you do you have anything else that you want to add on that topic? I, I want to say that I think if we truly unconditionally love our children mm-hmm. and then we judge them on their choices, yeah, then we are not living what we say we yeah. believe. Yeah. And uh, there's a disconnect there yeah. that I think we need to be humble and willing to step back and say, let me look at myself. Yeah. But on the other hand, too, I do want to say to kids out there, to girls, guys, kids that are struggling with relationships with their parents because of maybe some different choices they want to make. Yeah. Also, I think we need to grant each other a lot of grace. Yeah. Well, I mean, I feel like you and I talk about this all the time. It's just different. We just, we live in, you were raised differently. You, like, it would be not... Yeah. Not gracious to be like, well, you need to think exactly how I think and you need to do like from, for me to say that about you, Definitely. like it was a different time when you were raising me. It's a bit, it was a different, you've had a different life. You've had a different everything. You're like all of these things. So yeah, I think that's, that's yeah, really definitely. Good. And you know, I think too, because of the generation I'm in and the way I was raised, I always thought I should be a never changing influence on my children's lives. Yeah. I should be a beacon in the storm, you know, and now I don't believe that way anymore. I think I should get in the boat with you. Oh, that's so nice. (laughs) But but, uh, why am I so teary? (laughs) But, you know, I think I should be in that boat. I should be helping you maneuver through life, not trying to stand as the ultimate do all say all example of, Hey, be just like me. Yeah. And that's, uh, and that's what you think of when your kids come to you for help. I, exa- I yeah. do. Yeah. I think of that. Yeah. So a lot of people had questions. I mean, yeah. Questions about, about the last year of my life, the life changes that I've had with church stuff, but obviously with getting divorced, all of that. So what do you do when your kid is unhappy? Like you, you know, I've, I've had my, I've been 
sad girl sometimes yeah. this yeah. last year. Well, actually, I'm going to answer. I'm going to say something that you did that uh, somebody asked me that somebody said was the best advice your mom gave you when you were going through the divorce. Uh, when I was living with you guys and yeah. you, you came in and you were like, listen, this is this is really hard. This is really sad. And you can be sad for for however long you need. But we're not going to wallow. Yeah. Like we're not going to wallow. We're going to we're going to move forward. We're going to do it. Yeah. We're going to make it. We're going to make it okay. We'll figure it out. You can be sad, but yeah. we're not going to wallow. Yeah. I, I think there's something to be said when any of us are in pain about sitting in it and feeling it mm-hmm. that I, I think there's value in that. But also, yeah, I always say that there's, there's no wallowing. Yeah. We're not going to You're hang. a little more in control sometimes. And like, whenever I say stuff like this, I always want to put a precursor of like, this is not for every life situation. For of sure. Course. For I'm sure. talking about specifically where I was in my life. All, you know, through all of this stuff where like, it's not a, it's not an end all be all of like, don't wallow. Sometimes yeah, you gotta exactly. wallow. Exactly. But where I was, it was just really helpful because when you're going through a divorce, you're kind of like, well, my life is done. My life is over. Yeah. There's nothing after this. There's yeah. nothing, there's no healing involved. I will be sad. Like I remember really having the genuine thought of like, I will be sad forever. Yeah. That's just yeah. how it's going to be. Well, it's because you couldn't see your way through yeah. it. Mm-hmm. You can't, it, I always say that like whenever my kids have had life decisions to make, I always say, don't look so far ahead yeah. because you're, it's think of you as being like in a, in a, pond and there's lily pads and you're yeah. going to hop to one. And then when you get to that one, you'll see the next one. Yeah. And when you hop to that one, you'll see the next one. But if you're, when you're in the middle, I think of a painful experience like you went through, it's so hard to see that far ahead. Totally. The, the only thing you can feel is I'm never going to be happy again. And, and, and I think that's the thing too, is for me to, and, and when you were in those really sad, hard days, if I was to come in and say, well, just don't feel that way, feel yeah. better you know, be happy, move on. We're just, yeah, that's not valuable. And it also isn't valuing your experience that you're having. Well, and it's like, then it makes me just not want to tell you if I'm sad. Exactly. I'm like, well, I'm not going to tell her. She's going to tell me to get over it. Exactly. You weren't saying just get over it, but you were saying it was just kind of this, like this kind of constant, like, okay, we'll do tomorrow. You know, that's what I would tell my friends. I would say, I'm just gonna, I'm going to do today. Yeah. I'm going to live through today. And then we'll do tomorrow after it, that. Yep. You and know what I mean? You know what? Sometimes that's all you can do. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so I, I liked this question that somebody said is, uh, how do, how do you feel about where I am now in my life? Yeah. So Maddie, I have to really say that seeing Maddie so happy now, I just think it makes everything okay for me. I mean, yeah. I, I know it's been such a long, hard process for you, but number one, I have come to it, respect Maddie. So I'm talking to you, but I'm calling you Maddie. <laughs> but I, I have come to respect you so much for the, the hard things you've gone through. I mean, mm-hmm. even, even when you were, you know, going through some of your own personal life decisions about, you know, religion or whatever it might be. I mean, there's a respect there that I have for you of being able to thoughtfully approach things in your life because I always say this, but nobody wants you to be happy more than you do. Yeah. And so for me to act like my word is more important than your word on this topic would be silly because I, I, I don't know better than you do it. What's better for you? Yeah. And, and but sometimes you do. Well, I probably <laughs> might, oh, sorry. but, but what, what I really want to say though, is it's, it's so understandable and easy why mothers, parents feel like 
we do know better. So listen to us and you owe this to me. Mm-hmm. I, I think that if, if kids could understand the, the, where their parents are coming from, let me give you just a minute, a little bit of advice. Tell your parents how much you love them. Mm-hmm. Tell your, if you're having a, a problem with your parents, tell them this isn't about them. Tell them you love them and you respect them. And thank you for all you did for me. Because I think sometimes it's easy for us to jump into judgment, both directions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I think when you were going through these things, I hope you felt this for me, that the first thing I want you to feel when you come to me mm-hmm. about a life change or a different decision you're making, that's not the decision maybe I would make. The first thing I want my kids to feel is loved. Yeah. And I intentionally try mm-hmm. to make you feel that way. Yeah. You know? Well, that's, I mean, and, and I always felt that way and people w- will be like, well, what did your parents say when you told me you were going to, what did they do when you had to move in? What did they? And I'm like, if you have parents that when you call them and you tell them that news, that if they're mad at you, if they don't want you to come, if they don't want to talk about it, they're, if they don't want to help you. Like, I'm, I'm really sorry if that's your yeah. experience. I didn't have that experience. I, you know, I called you guys. I told you what was going on. I moved in with you. We like that. It was like kind of a no brainer that that was what was going to, and that you guys were going to help and that everything like there's so much shame in divorce. Like there's so much like, I don't want to tell people like, I don't feel that way anymore. But like, I remember at first I was like, I mean, even with the podcast, I mean, I waited months to tell people because I was like, this is so embarrassing. And I just, I failed at this like one thing that I was like, so sure was going to be super successful. And now it didn't work out. And so it's like, you don't really want to tell people. And I just, I don't know. I didn't really, I mean, I told you guys 25 seconds after I, it, you know, we had decided this or that I needed to move in. And like, I just didn't, I didn't feel ashamed of it. I felt more shame of like running into people at the grocery store and being like, Hey, yeah, I was sorry, a divorce. Like I didn't feel that with my parents or my family, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, to me, there was, I didn't see any shame involved in it because uh-huh. to me, it's not failure. It's not shame. It's, yeah. But I understand yeah, why yeah, the yeah. person going through it would feel that, Yeah. you know, but I, I think that at least the process I've been trying to go through is to and this shifts back maybe into some of the, you know, choices about your faith or, you know, I mean, it could apply to a million different things in our yeah. lives is, is the feeling that I want so much for my kids to genuinely love their lives yeah. that they choose. Yeah. And that's really important to me. And I also think it strengthens the relationship. And I, yeah. I hate to sound like a broken record, but no. honestly, sometimes I think we get so short-sighted mm-hmm. as parents and kids that we think, well, I'm not going to talk to them because then maybe I can manipulate them into doing things my way, yeah. or I can manipulate them into respecting my choices. Yeah. Or, but the anger part of it, the, it, it never accomplishes anything. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm 60 something years old and uh, you know 60 something (laughs) and uh you know looking back now on my life now as a 60 something year old woman with eight kids i i look at all of my kids lives and the most important thing is that they love their lives they love their what they've chosen maybe they're not going to love all of their decisions but that doesn't mean that i was right and they were wrong it doesn't there's no right and wrong in this it's relationships loving each other providing a safe place for each other. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I, I don't know. I think I've, I've told Maddie, I've told you this before too, that sometimes, especially my kids who don't live here, that mm-hmm. don't live around me and see the 
I hope I'm changing. Mm-hmm. I hope I've changed and grown yeah. in positive ways. Yeah. You know, For and sure. my kids, that if they'll be in town or something and they see me act some way that I normally wouldn't, yeah. like, you know, hey, and this is on, on the religious side, hey, why don't you, can you go over and get this for me at the store today or whatever? Yeah. I know that might not be a good example. No, that's a good example. And then uh, they they look at me like, was this my mom? Yeah. Like, well, I, it's like with coffee. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Like with coffee. Yeah. Yeah. Like they, like, Hey, well, what? cause you, cause you don't drink coffee, but even when we were in like California and you're like, Hey, there's Starbucks in here. I'll grab you a coffee. Yeah. Like, yeah. I or, mean, you would have or, never done that or when, 10 years ago. When, right. Oh, I totally. Mean, yeah. No, never, yeah. never. I probably would have been crying <laughs> like thinking of it or, you know, one of our boys was staying with us, was visiting us for a while. And I was at the store and I texted him, Hey, what kind of coffee do you, I can grab some coffee while I'm here. Yeah. And, and they're so shocked. They're so yeah. shocked. But so I, I actually wrote this little thing that I, I want to send to all my kids that says, it well, says, I, let me change. Yeah, let, let me change. Me change. You always let, say, let me, me change. Let me be. And so, yeah, if you, if they ever call me on it, I'll say, Hey, let me change. Yeah. Okay. Well, let me be different. Yeah. Well, and I think that being able to change when you have, like, I've, I think about this all the time, like strong opinions, loosely held, you know, it's yeah. like, I, I have this opinion until I have more information yeah. or until I have a new, better way to do it. And then yeah. I'm going to change my mind on how to do it. Yeah, exactly. You know? Like, and that's the intelligent and empathetic way to live your life. Well, is like, well, now I know differently and I'm going to change. Yeah. Like that's just how you well, become a better person. Yeah. And I, I do want to put this in here that me, as far as my faith or my, you know, my core kind of beliefs of who I am, being understanding of our, my kids and yeah. their choices does not diminish my faith or who yeah. I am only to people who are very wrapped up in what they think it might look like. Right. Because honestly, I am me no matter what, but I still love and respect my kids and all their choices. Yeah. Well, it's like, I mean, I saw this like Twitter thread that was basically like, if your favorite food was potato chips and I said, I don't like potato chips, you're not a potato chip. Yeah. So you're not going to say, well, she doesn't like me. Yeah. You know, it's exactly. like you are still allowed to eat as many potato chips as you want. Yeah. And me saying I don't like them has nothing to do with how I feel about you because or my parents because you and I both know that you're not a potato chip. Yeah, exactly. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Another thing I think I might have told you this once, yeah. too, is that I started writing this thing about I mean, I raised my kids on pancakes. Yeah, I thought they liked pancakes. Seemed like they like pancakes. I made pancakes for them all the time. And now they're adults. And I found out they actually don't like pancakes. Some of them don't like pancakes. They like waffles. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so does that, yeah. does that mean? Same batter. Yeah, exactly. Does it yeah. mean I did a bad job of cooking breakfast? No. no, not at all. Yeah. You know, but it is when you look at things with a different context or from a different perspective. Yeah. I think it helps us realize, you know, we're, I, I love that quote. We're all just walking each other home. Yeah. We're all just kind of trying to figure it out. And, you know, I am still trying to figure things out. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm trying Actually, to grow. Actually, I have it all and, figured out. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm trying to grow and change and, you know, live a life I'm proud of. Yeah. This episode of the bad broadcast is sponsored by made by Mary. If you follow me on Instagram, or if you are a longtime listener of the podcast, you know that I collaborated with made by Mary and created a handful of gorgeous 
pieces of jewelry for you guys that you can still get your hands on. And they all have that little bad broadcast flair. It was so fun collaborating with them and designing these. And I think you guys will love them. But not only can you shop the bad broadcast collaboration, they have so many different amazing pieces that are personalized and hand stamped by talented women right here in my home state of Utah. These pieces are created to connect you to your most pivotal moments, precious memories, and personal milestones. Maybe that personal milestone for you is that you have decided to be more petty in your life. Maybe you're on your way to being the pettiest, pettiest princess. Guess what? I designed a necklace for that. It's gorgeous. It says petty across it in the most beautiful font you've ever seen. And it's hand stamped right here in my home state of Utah. All my petty girlies out there get it, which I already know is the majority of you. Okay. I read your submissions. I know all of you need this necklace. It just goes to show that Made by Mary has something for everybody. Okay. From the sassy to the sentimental. So visit madebymary.com and enter the code bad at checkout for 10% off of your order. That's M-A-D-E-B-Y-M-A-R-Y.com. Use the code bad at checkout and get 10% off of your order. Some exclusions apply and there must be a $5 minimum purchase. This episode of The Bad Broadcast is brought to you by ShipStation. When it comes to saving money as a small business owner, every little bit helps. And if you're working in e-commerce, you know that shipping costs can be brutal. ShipStation gives you access to discounts of up to 84% off of USPS and UPS rates and you can manage every order from one simple-to-use dashboard. If you have received an order from me, it has been it has been facilitated by ShipStation. I used this long before they were ever a sponsor. It really does make shipping so easy when you're running your own e-commerce store. When you lower your shipping costs and you make returns easily, your customers stay happy while you save money. ShipStation hooks you up with industry-leading discounts, so you'll never worry about overpaying for shipping. Like I said, you'll get amazing discounts, but if that's not enough, I'm going to give you a little promo code so you can try ShipStation free for two months. Over 130,000 companies have grown their e-commerce businesses with ShipStation and 98% of companies that stick with ShipStation for a year become customers for life. ShipStation effortlessly integrates everywhere you sell online, including Amazon, Etsy, eBay, Shopify, and more. So you can manage every order from one simple dashboard. You can automate routine shipping tasks, print shipping labels, easily compare rates and delivery times to optimize every shipment, and automate delivery notifications. It truly truly does it all. And with enterprise solutions that make warehouse optimization easy, ShipStation scales when you do. So worry less about the bottom line when you save money with ShipStation. Go to ShipStation.com and use the code BAD today to sign up for your free 60-day trial. That's ShipStation.com code BAD to sign up for your free 60-day trial. So going back to when I was living with you, somebody asked what our favorite thing to do. Well, I want to talk about our favorite memories together. Sorry, this is kind of a left turn into no, something no, that's, that's not great. as, not that's as great. heavy. But what our favorite memories are together. But let's start with what our favorite thing to do when we were living together was. Okay. Because we hadn't lived together since I was like 20. Yeah, it was super fun. It was it was something. fun. <laughs> no, I kidding. loved it. No, I'm just kidding. It was it was really well, fun. I mean, and I loved my little room there. I, I know for you, you were ready when you were ready to yeah. to have your own kind of space and life and everything but I, else. I mean, I needed I needed that. I needed to live with you and be around you. And I felt dad like and, it was a good time for us and yeah. you to just kind of 
all of us kind of have a minute, yeah. you know, and I don't know. I would say the one thing that I loved was uh, we'd make dinner together. Yeah. My you know? favorite thing. Okay. My favorite thing was over the holidays and every single night we would watch a home, a new Hallmark movie and play Scrabble with yeah. dad. Yeah. And me and dad would roast the yeah. Hallmark movie. I know. And I'd get super offended. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Me and my dad would just roast it into oblivion. <laughs> yeah. And cause, but we'd watch a new one. We still, I still come over and play. We still like the yeah. three of us. We still have a running yeah. tally we, of we've like, switched. Who's We've switched to Friday Night Lights, maybe on we were what watching we watch. What, we didn't watch anything the other night when we played. I don't think we did. No, just no. no we watched some. What were we watching? I don't know. Maybe we've moved to the level of a Scrabble player that we have to have full attention. We on focus. We also all cheat, so it doesn't <laughs> even matter. But that was really fun. It was. It was fun. Was I mean, fun. I was there for a few months, and it was. It was really. I was needed, and now I mean, I only live five minutes away so yeah. it's not yeah but I I think that also living down down by you guys I was like I don't really people ask me all the time if I want to move or if I want to live somewhere else and I'm like I don't have a reason to move. I mean if I had a yeah. reason to move yeah if there was like a necessary job or something that was going to take me I would go yeah but like I used to just be like oh, I want to leave I want to move I want to and now I'm like why yeah like, me and Lucy have talked about this like to no end because like what else matters besides your relationships with people. Yeah. Like what else matters besides your friends and your family? N nothing. Nothing. Like nothing else matters. Like the best thing in the world to me is like family dinner, girls nights, like all of those things. Like what, what matters more? Yeah. There, you know, there's just nothing that could compare. It's, and it's so good that you are just for you even to make that statement at your age, because I think, I think sometimes we value that more and more the older we get yeah. because we, we see, we look back on our life and say, you know, none of that other stuff mattered. Yeah. You know, I, I think the other day, maybe it was, you said to me, if you could say something to your 20 year old self, what yeah. would it be? Yeah. And it would be nothing matters that yeah. you're worried about. None of that stuff matters. The yeah. only thing that matters is your people. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Have you, I don't think you've seen everything everywhere all at once. Have you? I tried. I don't think it's your vibe. It's yeah, okay. That's I fine. I I if it's done by A24, it's not usually my mom's cup of tea, which is totally fine. My dad <laughs> yeah, will love it. But, my mom. Yeah. The long fingers. I, I couldn't understand. <laughs> the hot dog fingers. But there, there is, I mean, it's, it's really a sweet movie all the way through. It's about all the, you know, that all your different life decisions take you on all these different paths. Yeah. But there's the, this one line. We should really watch it because it's about it's about a mother and daughter. If we could watch it and I could have someone explain it to me, yeah, that's, I, that's, I could do we'll it. We'll do a girl because it is about a relationship with a mother and daughter and letting go and coming back together and you know doing things differently than your anyway. Yeah, but there's this one part where they're in this alternate reality. Her, her, and her husband where they're like movie stars. They're rich and whatever. They're at this big award show, and in their previous timeline, they own a laundromat and they're doing their taxes. It's this. It's like the beginning part of the movie yeah and so now they're in this alternate timeline where they're rich and famous and all of this and he's walking away and he says you know in another life I would have really liked to just do laundry and taxes with you oh and it's so sweet that is so sweet it's so sweet that like all those annoying little things you know like about life they're just kind of all the good stuff yeah is, you know all yeah. the uh, like, yeah, like you were saying, all of those memories that we have of growing up of when I was growing up and they're peppered with all these like annoying fights that we got in or whatever. Yeah. We're like, it's all the best part of life. Yeah. Was that we got to go on those trips because and that we got to do all of that. It you is know? life. It yeah. is life. It's real life. And, yeah. you know, I, I think, too, when you, you kids were all young, 
you know, dad and I, I don't do very many things spontaneously. Yeah. Everything is kind of intentional and planned yeah. in my, in my world. <laughs> you know, <And laughs> really? <laughs> so even raising you kids, yeah. I had a specific thing I was trying to do mm-hmm. and I wanted to create good memories. I wanted, you know, I knew if I made, uh, you know, breakfast every morning, it would get the, especially the boys out of bed sooner. Yeah. I mean, I, I wanted there to be so many good memories because, you know, things don't always go the way you want. And there's going to be some memories that are hard yeah. and some things that happen that I wish could have been different. But it's like, don't like, I kind of look back and somebody asked you this, what your least favorite phase of parenting was. Yeah. Is it right now? Uh, <laughs> you know what? It, it is, uh, it's raising adult, uh, not raising it's adult kids. Adult kids are harder. Adult kids are harder because some of the things we talked about, you know, you're trying to kind of reassess your identity. Yeah. Because you're so much more than a mother. Yeah. You are so much more than a mother. But we get stuck in that thing sometimes. So that's why we get our feelings hurt too easily. We think our kids owe us something. I mean, we start thinking kind of strangely because we can't let go of that identity. Yeah. And but the other part is you want to help, but you don't want to step in too far. Yeah. You know, you have a little bit of influence maybe, uh-huh. but you know, I, I, I'll put, I'll throw this in here now too, because it's really relevant when they said, what was the question it answered? Well, anyway, I'll just tell the story yeah. and we'll see what question it answered. <laughs> we'll, we'll work but, backwards. <laughs> but my dad used to always say this, that, you know, oh, about, I, about what you're going to tell your younger self. Oh yeah. 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 What I was going to tell my younger self. And it also applies to this as which phase of parenting is (laughs) (laughs) okay so our third son sean our third son (laughs) my third brother (laughs) he he dumped out um he was well you clarify how old he was he was 15 just (laughs) kidding he was like he was 35 he was like two yeah and he dumped out a whole thing of wesson oil in the pantry and so I was, I couldn't even pick him up. He was like a little slick pig, <laughs> <laughs> greased pig, I guess is the word. I could not pick him up. He could, he couldn't crawl out. He's just slipping. It's probably like a, an inch or two deep. I'm not kidding. It was so terrible. And so anyway, we finally got him out and I cleaned it up and my dad called and was, we were talking about something. And so my dad was like my emotional, physical, spiritual healer in yeah. every way. And so he was, I always, a, he was a doctor. I don't know if we yeah, said that earlier. Yeah, he, he was, was a doctor. doctor. Yeah. So I was complaining to him about how hard these kids, my kids yeah. were, and I was like going crazy and he started laughing and I was, I was kind of offended. <laughs> like, no, don't you know my pain? Yeah. I mean, you're laughing. He said, Oh, Nance, just love him. And I remember at the time thinking you are no help at all. <laughs> thanks for nothing yeah thanks a lot but now you know I have thought of that so many times through the years because you know kind of along the line of all these things we've been talking about is is truly you know the most important thing we can do is just love them yeah it just just love them and so even now as that's what we're talking about the hardest phase parenting adult kids it goes along too with once I, I when our our oldest kids were becoming adults. Yeah. And I said to my husband, you know, we have nothing left in our parenting toolbox. Nothing. We can't take their phone away from them. Uh, We can't ground them. They're all adults. Yeah. They're married to other people. Like we, some of us, you know, (laughs) well, you know, on their way. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) 
But anyway, um, there's nothing we can do except love them. Yeah. And he said to me, and you know what? It's the only thing that ever worked anyway. Oh. And it's it's so true. Yeah. It's the only thing that works yeah. as far as being able to, you know, help influ- influence, encourage, support, strengthen your kids is to love them. Yeah. That's it. So would you rather, this is another one that just about talking to your last or your past self, would you rather meet future you or past you? I think past me. Yeah. Because... I wish so I, that you could tell her that. Yeah. And I don't want to act like I've had some big, you know, epiphany in life, but my path and my understanding and my hopefully becoming a more empathetic, kind, loving, mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. just mother, but person. Yeah. I, I wish I could have told her that. Yeah. That well, saved me some time. Well, speaking of that, and this, this is the next question that I wanted to ask that, that I thought was a really good question that I think a lot of, because a lot of people have, you know, parenting questions, mom guilt, things like that. But so your past self, you got married. How old were you when you got married? 20, 23. 23. My dad, for those of you that don't know by now, my dad was a professional athlete. He played baseball for the Braves for 20, year, 20 years, give or take. And my mom basically started having kids right away, had eight kids, seven boys, then me, and did a lot of it, of a lot of the young years of our life by yourself. And so a question that a lot of people ask was, First of all, what were you thinking having eight children? (laughs) (laughs) Are you okay? Uh, And the second thing, what do you do when you're not only a stay-at-home mom, but also like people whose husbands travel a lot for work or they work extra long hours or they're, you know, they maybe they're, I don't know, whatever their career is that they're gone a lot. Yeah. WTF. Yeah. Well, first of all, about having that many kids, I do (laughs) love now when my kids have kids and they call me and say, how did you do this? Yeah. Or why did you do this? It's the most validating thing. <laughs> and I want to say, yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it, we, we had uh, a lot of, a lot of kids fast and, you know, Dale will even say this. I, I carried a heavy load. And so there are a few things and I'll just randomly kind of spit them out here. But one thing is, you know, don't be afraid to ask for and take help. Yeah. If you're getting the village is real. Exactly. You need the village. And if you're getting burned out, you've got to realize that I was the type I probably, I don't know. I can't remember, but I probably never thought anyone would do it as well as me. Yeah. And so I, even for when people ask if I ever went with dad on the road or yeah, I'd go maybe for a couple of days and my parents would have to push me in the car yeah, and like, say you're leaving, go. And and I was so stressed about leaving my kids. And, mm-hmm. and my dad, once again, said something really good to me one day. He said, you know, Nance, we won't do it exactly like you will. Yeah. But they're going to be just fine. Yeah. And so don't be afraid to take some help, accept some help. The other thing is, I know there's a, I mean, roles, R-O-L-E-S nowadays kind of get a bad rap. Yeah. You know, like, um, you know, I don't want to be constrained by this certain role in my marriage or whatever. You know, you have to, I think we understand our place on the team. Yeah. We understand if we're a bench sitter or, you know, what, what exactly our role is on the team. I used to think, you know, well, Dale's role is this. Yeah. My role is this. And so it really helped me to not feel resentful. Yeah. That we were a team. We're working together on this. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really good point. Even though he's gone and I'm here. Yeah. It's just until I have a job that is going to, you know, fulfill our needs like his job, then this is going to be my role. Yeah. 
but I think the resentment is what gets us, yeah. especially as women. Cause well, and I, I think that, I think that a lot of the resentment comes from feel like, I don't think that women would feel as resentful towards, and I should say, you know, partners, maybe it's the dad stay home, whatever, whatever the dynamic is. Yeah. If the, the person staying home feels appreciated. Absolutely. Because that's the thing is that it's like, well, you go to work and then you come home and it's like, you don't even notice that I've been working all day too. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's all about really, I think, you know, seeing each other, listening. Mm-hmm. I mean, once again, another whole episode on that, but yeah. as far as being able to really, you know, you're right because as, as a person, woman, man, whatever it might be, you, you can do anything if you feel like people see what you're doing and appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, totally. But when you s- feel unseen, yeah, that's when it gets really hard. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and face it, when kids are little, you, you don't get much back. Yeah. You know, you get hugs, and I, I miss that, and I'd give anything <laughs> for one day of a little oh, sad, chubby two-year-old hug. Mom. I do. I miss that. Yeah. I miss... I miss those parts of my life. Yeah. You know, and then, uh, sorry. Ah, <laughs> Talking about your fat two-year-olds <laughs> makes you sad. <laughs> it brings me tears to my eyes. We have so many fat two-year-olds in our family <laughs> right now. Share. Yeah. But, you know, I think that kids, you're not going to maybe feel the validation from them. Our All of our goal, right, is to be able to validate ourselves from the inside so mm-hmm. we aren't needing somebody else to provide our happiness. Yeah. But when it's something like that, where you really are as a team running your life, you're yeah. building a life, you're running a family to not feel appreciated is probably the worst feeling Yeah. on either side. Yeah. You know, and, and how many times do we stop and say, thanks for going to work every day? Yeah. I know that's like not fun sometimes. Yeah. You know, but we, we but don't moms deserve more. Thank you. So. You know, yeah. well, I agree. <laughs> I mean, I like, but, I like the, I like the unbiased take, but moms probably <laughs> should get more. Thank well, you for sure. Yeah. Moms have the harder job. Yeah. And it's, it's hard in every way. Yeah. You know, and then the, the guilt thing too, I was just going to say, we, we throw a little bit of guilt in there yeah. on us as, you know, am I doing a good job? Am yeah. I a good parent? Is my child going to be in prison? You know, what's happening? Hey, you don't have, you haven't <laughs> had that. No kids in prison. I, I, yeah. I don't. That's no true. criminals. So, <laughs> but you know, I think when we start making ourselves feel guilty, that makes it all even heavier, Yeah. you know? And, and I think guilt too, it can lead us to uh, feeling like victims yeah. and martyrs. Yeah. And that's the other thing. I think when we're home a lot and our, our spouse isn't, uh, when you feel like a victim of that, yeah, it just makes it so much worse. Yeah. So, you, you know, talk about that if you're feeling that with your, with yeah. your partner. Yeah, for sure. If yeah. you're feeling that, or, you, you know, you can say, I don't feel like my needs are being met or let's talk about this or, you know, there has to be conversations about it. I know when you're in the throes of raising kids, especially little kids, it's hard to even say hello to each other, let alone have a meaningful, deep conversation about something, but you know, get a babysitter, call your mom, have her come over and watch your kids, take some time. And you know, all the time and effort you put in your marriage and these kinds of ways is going to come back to you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Wait, there was a question that I wanted to end on mom guilt, travel for work. Oh, Okay, here's a couple fun. We'll end on a couple fun ones. Okay. One of them is describe our ideal mother daughter trip. Mm. Okay, let's on let's the, say one, two, three. And the place? Uh-huh. Okay. One, two, three. Paris. Paris. <gasps> <gasps> we didn't even plan that. No, we didn't. <laughs> 
That makes me so happy. We have done Paris together. And we have. It was so fun. Yep. That What's was your so best fun. memory of that trip? Oh, well, I remember our first night there. We stayed in that really cool hotel. It was like it was right by the Eiffel right by Tower. the Eiffel Tower or right by the uh, uh, Trocadero. Yeah, which is yeah. is the Eiffel Tower. But I remember that first night we went to that restaurant right next door. Do you yeah. remember that? Yeah, and yeah. we were so tired because we had gone to. So we were in Austria. Yeah, and you were like, "It's too we're hot." Leaving. <laughs> This is like the most Nancy and Maddie thing ever. We were like, it's too hot. So we're leaving tonight. We, well, and we were planning, I think we were planning on going there anyway, yeah, but we, we left were. a day early or something. Uh-huh. So it wasn't, yeah. we were, we weren't being total brats, just like slight. <laughs> and, but then we went and yeah, we found that restaurant. But then the next morning, is this what you were going to say? The hot chocolate? Hot chocolate and croissant. Yeah. When we walked over there and at had the, the little, little at cafe. The cafe Trocadero. Yeah. And it's the thick, you know, French drinking chocolate yeah. and the croissants. It was, was the crazy. best. crazy. It was. And I think we repeated that several Every mornings. T- yeah. Every morning. That maybe. was so fun. And then, but do you remember, I'll tell you the, <laughs> I don't know why you like me. I was probably so annoying on this trip. Do you <laughs> no, remember you we weren't. took, okay, then, then my dad was in Germany. Yeah. And so we took a train from Paris to Munich. Uh-huh. And do you remember I, I was 19. Okay. Yeah, I was yeah. not like a little kid and I cried the whole time because I was scared. <laughs> well, you know, what else made it worse is what? No, no, nothing you did. <laughs> I intentionally bought first class train cabins. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So it would be hopefully less scary <laughs> and less traumatic. <laughs> She's like, my fully and, adult daughter can't handle a train. Well, no. I, I was so scared of the train. Yeah. No, I. It was like my first time on a yeah, train, yeah. though. Well, I I wanted first class too. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. I thought it'd be so much better. Well, guess what? Middle of the summer, air conditioning broken only in first class. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they were little. And they were little, and it was hot. And as it was heck. And it was stinky. <laughs> stinky. Remember, because everyone's everyone's sweaty. Yes. It's just hot and muggy, and like you're, you're, you have this little toilet, and like, I, they I don't super think we nice. slept all night. We, no. It was a sleeper. Yeah. And I was crying. And it's funny because I, I, I say this about you and dad all the time. Dad is a sympathizer. Yeah. And you're a rescuer. Yeah. So, like, if you want somebody to feel really bad for you, dad will feel bad for yeah. you all day. Yeah. He's got no idea what to do. He <laughs> has no plan. There's like, but if you want him to feel bad for you, he yeah, will, he will yeah. for sure feel he's bad your for man. you. Yeah, he's your man. <laughs> yeah, total. So I, and I'm not saying this like you aren't sympathetic, but like if if I come to you with an issue, it's like, okay, what are we going to do then? Yeah. Okay, like how are we going to fix it? So it's like I get really scared on planes, obviously on trains. Yeah. Automobiles. No, but like. I, I am not sympathetic. You're kind of like, Maddie. Hey. I'm what like, are you doing? Yeah. Well, because and sometimes I'm like, lady, I'm <laughs> sad and scared. <laughs> no, but, but truly, if, if you come to me with a problem yeah. and there's no strategic answer for it. Yeah. I can't help you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like we if love I, some self-awareness. If, though, I, huh? if I can't fix it. Yeah. I am, I am useless. Also, if you can't fix it, it can't be fixed. Well, thank you. If you're, you're Bob the Builder. Huh? If, I did have Oz as my nickname. Remember? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. The, we, the would, boys we would call you the Wizard of Oz. Yeah. yeah the boys' friends. Would yeah. Say. We would call you the Wizard of Oz because when we, like, it's a really annoying quality for a teenager because, well, I didn't ever, I didn't ever sneak out or do anything oh, sketchy. Oh, yeah. Uh, sure. I didn't. You know, 
<laughs> have you met I'm me? I'm kidding. I, didn't even I thought you were saying that sarcastically, like I was going to get some news here. Oh, no. Like, remember, like, uh, like the senior class all went to, like, toilet paper, the, pre- oh, the yeah. president, the principal. Like, it was like a tradition. Like, it was like almost allowed because everybody always did it and I was way too scared to go and I yeah. didn't go yeah like I that was never... a good quality you had Maddie you I were scared not... to break rules <laughs> <laughs> you were a huge wuss that <laughs> was great no but I always tell people I feel like I was the friend that like if I was at the party like all the other parents felt comfortable because oh. they were like Maddie's not taking any risks <laughs> like ever <laughs> I'm like cool um where was I even going with this um oh but then if you do try to lie or if you do try to get you just knew and oh, it was so annoying. And so yeah. we always said that about the wizard, about you, yeah. that you're the wizard of Oz. Like I could just tell. Like you could just see. If, or if you had an issue, you you had a solution. Just very, yeah. very tenacious. Well, you know, to, uh, I'll just throw this in here too. I know we're getting to the end, but I was just going to say earlier when I said about you and I, yeah. which, you know, all through our, anyway, good memories, not so good memories. But one thing I think we have always had, and I said it earlier, we can't hide from each other. Yeah. We know each other. So I could look at you and know, like, are you, she's not telling me the truth, but that didn't ever really happen. I'm just saying yeah. I could kind of see what was happening as an example of that. Like now, yeah. I think you'll, you'll agree with this. We can tell from our texts if something's wrong. Yeah. If there's no punctuation in a sentence that you send to me, then usually I'll call or you'll call and say, yeah, what's you wrong? You do this more than I do, though. Huh? Yeah. And I'll say, what's wrong? No, you do the no punctuation oh, more than yeah, I do. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I agree. I agree. But it's kind of a clue. It's like we yeah. can kind of sense like, oh, something's well, I used wrong. To say, I always say that to the boys. I'm always like, we speak a language that for better or worse that you guys don't understand yeah so like even in group messages and i'll be like okay she meant this by that yeah and the boys will be like i don't think so and i'm like you don't get it (laughs) you don't understand it you don't know well part of it is that we're women but part of it i truly feel like you know mothers daughters parents children there is a connection there that you can't help i've talked to my brothers about this and they're all like yeah well you know whoever it is yeah my wife has that with her mom yeah and like the the what like my sisters-in-law will go to their husbands and be like yeah my mom did this and the same thing they'll be like I don't think she did and they'll be like you don't get it okay you don't know what she meant by that yeah like you don't know what she's saying you don't understand yeah okay but anyway the the original question was Paris I do I do mother (laughs) yeah we got a little off (laughs) we'll go back to Paris now Yeah. yeah okay and then this last one was or not last one second to last one uh, she said, I met you both at Costco. Mm. I feel like that's happened a couple of times, but some yeah. people have come up to us. Yeah. What are your favorite Costco buys, mom? We've gone, we've been doing more Costco runs we together have. in this we last have. year because well, we live close. The rotisserie chicken, when it came back after Costco, I was so happy. That rotisserie I mean, chicken. <laughs> Costco, when it came back after COVID. Yeah. I was did so they happy. Stop it? Did they, they, was are, they got really expensive or something. Oh, okay. I can't remember what We happened. did have a chicken shortage. Maybe that was it. Yeah. Yeah. Those rotisserie chickens. The, the yeah. rotisserie chicken and the, what are those, that bread stuff we like to put it on. Bread stuff. Uh, oh, you pita. love the pita. The pita. Yeah. The like. I love yeah. the pita. Yeah. I like the fruit there. Yeah. The fruit there. I feel like we like like the snack, bat, like the, that s'mores mix. Is oh yeah. Cra- I can't buy it. Yeah. I so can't I'll either. I'll eat it all in one sitting. I'll yeah, feel terrible. Yeah. I can't either. But those little snack. I feel like we always like those little snack, like by the checkout, all the yeah. little snack I think things. just about all those things on those four aisles, I love. Oh, the, the chocolate covered uh, coconut almonds. Yeah. I love those. And the I cannot buy the chocolate covered like caramel macadamia nut oh, clusters. Those are so uh, good. I really would eat them all. Yeah. Those are really good. Yeah. yeah. Those are some good Costco buys. Okay. And then we'll end this episode with, do you have a favorite podcast episode of mine? 
or um, topic. I love listening to Maddie because she's, I think so Maddie, I'm talking third person again. So engaging. I just could listen forever. I love the deep dives. Okay. I've told you that before. Yeah. Yeah. Because I learn so much. Yeah. And those it's, ones are it fun. isn't People boring. Been, I should do one of those. People have been asking about those. I don't know who to do next. Who's a starlet from your, your generation? That people would like to know more yeah. about. Uh, how about Jane Fonda? Oh, she'd be good. Yeah. Jane Fonda would be good. She's, she's got a she, lot of stuff to yeah, learn about. She's had a really interesting life. She has had an interesting yeah. life. Yeah. Okay. We'll do a Jane Fonda deep dive. Well, I love those because I feel like the other part of it is sometimes I listen to podcasts that are kind of deep dive-ish like that. Yeah. And they're boring, <laughs> but boring. <laughs> but I feel like I like I like the way, the way yeah. you do that. People do ask. They're like, "Does your mom like? Is she okay with like?" I'm like, sometimes I tell her not to listen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she'll say every now and then. Or if you say, sometimes you see the title and you probably skip it. Yeah, You're like, she's you know, like, she's like, just yeah, you might want to not listen to this one today. Yeah, like maybe or, that one's. Maybe next, join us next week, mom. Yeah. And she, I, I don't know if like, I'm always like, can she look at who listens? And then she knows I didn't listen to this one. No, I can't. But I, I wish I could, especially when I first started. Yeah. Like when I very first started and I was, and like the numbers were growing. You wanted and I was to like, know who to be mad at? Uh, no, I, no, I wanted to know who was listening. Cause I'm like, are like ex-boyfriends listening oh, or like oh, yeah. old friends yeah. or yeah. like, I didn't, I, I, I really, I mean, at this point, like sometimes I'll run into people and they'll be like, oh, I like. I didn't listen to this week's episode. I'm so, and I'm like, I do not care. <laughs> I, don't I don't know. And I don't I care. promise. I don't care if you like some of my like really good friends. Well, like I, I mean, most of my friends do listen, which I think is like, especially like my friends that I talk to every day. I'm like, you listen. Why? Like you talk to me all day. You don't have to listen. But I feel like some people feel like bad. Yeah. When they don't. Guilty. And I, yeah. And I'm always like, I like my, some of my brothers have probably never listened to one minute hey, and I'm like, I could well, not care less. Not to make it about me. Yeah. But you know, I wrote a book like eight years ago or something. I don't think anyone in our family's read it except Maddie. I read it. I, and I read the chapter about me a few times. And, and I shouldn't say that. Some of the boys probably have. I know dad hasn't read it. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not bitter or anything. But, yeah, but it's fine. Huh? But the other thing, uh, what, what were you just saying about, uh, oh, when you run into people. Yeah. And. Well, it's like when I run into people and I like. People will be like, oh, yeah, I heard your like somebody said something about your dad or like is your dad or they'll be with somebody and they'll be like, do you know who her dad is? And the other person's like, no, I'm so sorry. I'm like, it's I promise it's you, okay. I don't care. He doesn't. Ca none of us care. Yeah. Like you yeah. do not have to feel bad about it. I, I, I wanted to say this. That yeah. Sometimes I'll listen when I'm doing something like getting my lashes done or something where I'm just there for yeah. a while or in the car or something. But more than once I've had, you know, I, I have the, my phone sitting on me and I'm listening to it. And the person who is doing whatever, who's around yeah. me will be like, oh my gosh, the bad broadcast. I love the bad broadcast. And I'm always like, she's, like, she's that's my, my girl. That's my girl. She's that's my, girl. my daughter. So well, it's kind of funny. I think that you're the best well, ever. I couldn't, think you're the best. Couldn't have done any, any moment of my life without you. Well, Maddie, you know what? I want to say this and I wrote it here in my notes, but I can't find it. It's too, I got too many notes. <laughs> my mom has about nine pages of notes. <laughs> if you're wondering how to sum up Nancy Murphy. But I want to say that Maddie, since you were little, you have been full of light, going to cry and, and love, love. And honestly, I could not be more proud of you. I already said this, that you walk in a room and it lights up. Well, and I've I think always, that about you and well, I just, just copy you. I've, I've always seen that, but I want to tell you, I've learned something else about you lately and that's how strong you are. And 
when I think about what you've been through in the last year or so, even starting the podcast, I used to look at Maddie and go, well, I'd say to her, Maddie, you were, you were so brave. You <laughs> just started scary. this thing. It was weird. <laughs> you just started like, this why thing. Did no, any, why did anyone let me do this? I, so? I've been going to do like something, retreats or something for like seven years now. <laughs> You're going to do it. And it's too scary. You're going to do it. We're going to throw, I think that you and I should have... <gasps> A mother-daughter retreat in Paris. Okay. Well, we should start. I always say this, we should start small. Because <laughs> we're always like, let's do these retreats. Yeah, let's, let's do go a to major Greece thing. and get but, 500 people there. But and... honestly, you, you're you so brave. I'm so proud of you. Thanks, Mom. And, and really, just you as a person, a human being, a daughter, uh, I couldn't be more proud. Well, you're the master, and I'm glad that you came back. And I know everybody loves to hear from you. So. Well, thanks so for having come me. Come back soon. I'd love to. Love you a lot. Okay. Love you too. Okay. Bye everybody. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. Remember, you can catch a new episode of The Bad Broadcast every Monday. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss anything. Also, I want to hear from you. So please leave a rating and review. You can also follow me on Instagram at The Bad Broadcast for all the behind the scenes action and more information. Talk to you next week. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.